Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. I went back to form. I yeah, really, I really, good. really you stick with form. You really, you really scared me last time. I'm sorry, man. Is it going to be you gotta, okay? You got to warn me. You got to okay. be like, hey, man, I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm going to get a little nuts. Well, I didn't really. Do a little something the thing here. is, it didn't feel crazy or nuts. Let's get loose. It felt like Let's sort of a loose one. Let's do this is, the, this is the fun one, you the, say. Yeah. Like, everybody, get your wacky poses but ready. I, I'm going to go off. I'm going off script. I don't want to be. Time. I don't want to feel. It's a goddamn set of Apatow outtakes we're about to do. Let's roll with it. Maybe we can find some gold. Wait, I feel like I feel like movie. all of a sudden we're, take. we're doing mammoth here. All of a sudden, I feel like welcome to Double Deuce. Tonight's guests are nobody. Ha ha ha! You're stuck with us. Fuck you! Oh man, Whoa. I know that was a little aggressive. Whoa. Was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love all of you. You're all beautiful people, worthy of love and unique individuals and. I, I, it's my aggression, my anger. I'm, I'm working it out. I'm just saying they're our friends and they listen to us. I know. They... I know. They are all our, they are all our friends and they all are back. Words are hard. Man, you're coming unglued. I know, right? And I'm not even like drunk or anything. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just having a bad day, Nelson. Having a bad day. My phone died. It didn't die. It's still perfectly operative, which is even worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, except the camera doesn't work. Oh, really? Camera just went out on it. Yeah. That's not yeah. good. Cameras are good. You need I know. cameras. Need a camera. And then I called Google because it's a Pixel 2. It's a Google yeah. Pixel 2. And I called Google. It's and one I, of those ones that you yell, hey, Google at? And no. Stuff. No, this was an actual lady that I had to talk to oh, okay. on customer support. And she's seems all. Seems like it shouldn't be. Seems like you should be able to talk straight to the Google It seems robot. like if your Google can't fix itself by now, that's their problem. It should at least be able to like work you through and stuff. Exactly. Instead, I had to go through But maybe the, they don't want it to get self-aware. Maybe they're just, maybe they're afraid of like an AI apocalypse. It could be a preventive measure. So and they're like, we still need at least two people in this loop or else. Also. It needs to be two. If it's one, the robot could kill it easily. And also. Then, but if there's two, the robot's going to have to at least take a whole day to get uh-huh. them both probably. Uh-huh. Or like really orchestrate something pretty cool and that'll be a nice second act. Of yeah. The, of the movie. Yeah. Also, if it's Google AI, though, it's gonna, mm. like, glitch. Like, it's yeah. gonna have, like, like, at one point, it's just gonna, it's gonna be doing facial recognition, and it's mm. gonna be like, I don't recognize you, and you're gonna be like, Google, you're, you're my friend, I see you every day. It's like, no, no, I don't. Who the yeah. fuck are you? No, I don't. I don't know you. I'm gonna freeze now, and then I'll just freeze. I feel, and then... I feel like we, we don't have to worry about any kind of like Terminator AI apocalypse thing until we get to the point where the, the robots can understand what we're saying. Yeah. So I'm like, for it to really be a bad robot apocalypse, they have to be able to like hunt you three miles through sewer and stuff, and right now, they can like barely like hear what you're saying and then look the right thing up on the internet sometimes. Right. It's like if it's if it's this robot who goes nuts, like we could hide from them. We yeah. Could, we could hide from them pretty like, easy. Like right now, They'd be doing a lot of walking into stuff. They'd right be a lot now, of, if there were Terminators, <laughs> bad, like bad aim. I'm you, guessing you'd mention something like incontinence pads, and two days later, a robot person would show up with incontinence pads. I think they'll get there too late. They'll and, like you have to watch what you're saying. But yeah. 
if you accidentally let it slip, you can have a couple days to, like, pack and yeah. get out of there. I wasn't looking up incontinence pads on Google, by the way. And even if I was, well, we it's not a big thing. Well, we something that would be, an e- like, an easy, like, one degree of separation from incontinence pads. Um, intercontinental Are you looking at, like, are you looking I, at, like I, colon troubles? Were you looking colon problems? Right. So you're gonna get to Colin Powell soon. Yeah. And then uh wow. Are you looking him up? From Colin Powell to incontinence pads and three easy steps. That's what the future holds for Terminators. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. In the future, probably your digestive health in like that apocalyptic future, it's probably not gonna be awesome. You're kind of yeah. gonna be eating catch as catch can. Do you, do you probably believe a lot of like stuff. There's a lot of canned goods, I'm guessing. We've never had the, the, the poops of the future in the right. apocalyptic future are probably gonna be just a nightmare. We never had the, the like do you believe that the stomach is a delicate ecosystem that affects our, our both our emotions and our that's, our, that our seems appetites. like that seems like a lot. Really? Emotions. So you're not a, you're not a brain gut guy? Is that um, where you're coming down? Are I you? Guess. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pin you down on anything. You can always yeah. change your mind, but uh, well, you know, I think it's an important it's a, question. I don't know. It seems like it seems like you were into it for because a if in the future people's guts are real bad, that means their brains are going to be real bad. Yeah. Too. I mean, they probably get used to it, and there's probably more radiation in the air, so right. maybe that's kind of like. Like that's the problem, but that that's gonna mess your poops too. Hey, I'm guessing. Ra- Speaking of radiation, mess yeah, that poops. was that's a good end to our our pop culture yeah. uh, show corner that we were gonna talk a little bit about yeah. Chernobyl um, and our impressions of it. Uh, it's a British uh, film about Russian nuclear meltdowns. It's good. That was my Sorry, I, was, I just realized I hadn't written down notes. No, that's I, okay. I was letting take, you take, take the time. wheel take for a second. Um, and it's like, what happens if uh, a, a Russian nuclear reactor were to melt down? But it's a really bad meltdown. But it's weird because it takes place in the 80s, and I don't know why they did a, decided to date it like that. But uh, it's you know kind of a really scary, like, what if kind of pick. Uh, and I think that the head guy is David... Do Lewis Duellis, David Duellis, the British actor, uh, who was also, um, he was in Harry Potter, like, I think every other British actor. Yeah. Um, and he was, um, he's been in some other stuff. Oh, he was the, he was the wolf guy in the Fargo episode, uh, the, yeah. the one with Ewan McGregor. He was the bad guy in that. Yeah. But I think he's the, like, the foreman who's just like, I don't know, we, we should stay in here. We're yeah. safest in here. It's okay. Yeah. Were you, were yeah. you implying that it wasn't a real story that had really happened? What? You know, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's terrifying and it's like, what if that had happened in the 80s? But it was a little weird because, why they said it in the 80s? The whole thing? You're, are you playing a long con? Maybe a long con. <laughs> well, I was, I was taking con. notes. I'm like, wait, what's he talking about? <laughs> uh, I thought I'd see how long I could drag that out for. Uh, but but now that you've had time to write your notes down, it's true. Your thoughts? It's awesome. It's maybe one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. It really is, and because like, the bad guys are radiation and like just bad bureaucracy, <laughs> right? Both of which are uh, invisible and and spare no one. Uh, and it doesn't matter. They have they're absolutely pitiless, uh, and uh, it's kind of kind of amazing in that way. 
I I did like the choice too to like not have them do Russian accents. I think that was good. Because at first, I was like, they should be doing Russian accents, but I'm like, oh no, that would it's be especially stupid. to like because every now and then they throw in just a little bit of like, or they'll throw in a little bit of an accent like the dudes at the uh, there the the soldiers in that last episode who were going around, yeah, like killing stray animals and doing other stuff. Like, they were throwing in some of the kind of, like, Ukrainian and Georgian accents and stuff for those guys. But yeah. it's like, you don't need the big stars for those guys. They're not doing a lot. Find some guys who can do some accents, but let's <laughs> not worry who, about that it. That guy who played the, the Georgian, uh, he, was, he was awesome. That dude's amazing. <laughs> he, was, he was like, see, he's like everything you want in a bad sergeant. There's this amazing Twitter thread of this, this Russian chick who I think is living in New York. But, like, her grandmother was, like, grew up. You know, not that far away from all that shit. Like, I think her grandfather had been, like, one of those soldiers who had to do that work. Yeah. And it's an amazing thread. Apparently, she just goes, anytime there's, like, Russian pop culture stuff in America, she kind of goes through. But she does, like, a thread of just it in general, and then each episode breakdowns, and it is fascinating reading. I did read it, and I thought, and I've been actually keeping track, because I, I just got done with episode four, and so I, like, went back and read the thread, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's really cool, uh, because she's very complimentary mm-hmm. of the the work that they've done on the attention to detail, which cannot have been easy with information mm-hmm. Being, you know, as, as, as policed as it was, a lot of it must have come from just like interviews and, yeah. and, and footage also, at the time. There's also some of that. There's kind of some confidential information dumps yeah. there when, when things were shifting in the 90s to early 2000s before, before Putin took over things. Yeah. Like we found out some stuff. Yeah, and, but no, uh, it's real good. I think Stone Star- Skarsgård's real good. Yeah, uh, that one dude—I can't remember his name—who plays the main scientist guy, Toby something, I think. Toby, right, right. He's yeah, Toby. Toby. He looks like a Toby. He does look like a Toby. He's got a total Toby He's face. Good. Yeah, boy, they found the eighties glasses for that guy though. Mm-hmm. It's they're horrifying big tortoise shells that are probably now back in style. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, we were going to talk today it's a little amazing. bit about some, some recommendations on stuff that we've read and watched. And that was the first one. That was Chernobyl. Go check it out. It's on HBO it's so Go right now, and it'll probably be out on other things. It is harrowing. It, it is, is harrowing. harrowing. It is. Uh, I, I would like to also throw in on FX right now is, um, what we do in the shadows. Uh, that's been it just, a lot just of fun. just wrapped up. It did it. Okay. I just got through the Vampire Council. Oh man, that Vampire Tribunal Council thing. Yeah. Is one of my favorite things I've seen this year. <laughs> it was really, it's really, really good. Yeah, it takes to get into. I, 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 the first, the, the first, first episode, I was like, I feel ah. like the first, the first few are solid, but they're they don't go nuts yet. Like, I feel like they start getting into crazier situations as it goes along. The thread with the the Baron there that ends in the the Vampire Council thing, right. I feel like is a real good like few episodes. Yes, yeah. Uh, I particularly like the new edition of the uh, emotion vampire, the the empathy vampire yeah. that feeds on on people's happiness and joy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really solid edition. Again, another one that I wasn't sure about a choice at first. I'm like, this is kind of an odd choice, but has really played out quite nicely. I don't want to give too many spoilers away, yeah. but but no, it's, uh, it's worth your fun. time. Yeah, check that out. That's For another sure. recommendation. That thing's real good. Do you want to throw in a recommendation yeah, to these I, nice people? I just watching. You know, I'm real sad because I think it just got canceled, but I was just watching a couple episodes last night of that AP Bio show that has, uh, what's his name from Always Sunny Philadelphia and, uh, 
Patton Oswalt. It's basically a dude who's just teaching like one hour of high school a week because his buddy's the principal and is just kind of doesn't give a fuck. It's kind of real bad news bears if he was teaching advanced chemistry. <laughs> but he's just kind of like just playing schemes and like roping his students into it all the time to try to like advance his career or like get back at his enemies or sometimes help the kids out with their own shit. <laughs> It's just, and yeah, fucking Patton Oswalt is the principal, and the chick who plays his, uh, like, office secretary are amazing. Nice, nice. Well, that's, I'll, I I'll think it just got canceled, unfortunately, but uh, go look into it, because it's a lot of fun. It sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Um, on the literary front, I feel like I should throw in a plug for this guy, because he's, um, a good fella, and, uh, he's a British author named Tim Clare. Uh, mm-hmm. I read his first book, The Honors, which came out about four or five years ago, uh, and it was kind of a fun um, mid nineteen twenties, nineteen thirty, or sorry, mid nineteen thirties country manor house. Uh, young heroine realizes her parents, uh, who have moved there to join this organization, have sort of joined this weird otherworld cult, yeah. and it turns into this whole kind of crazy sci-fi thing at the end. Yeah, it, so it goes a little sci-fi. It goes a little sci-fi, but but I, again, I don't want to give too yeah, much away. Fair. But it's uh, but it basically it's a it's sort of where where those sort of seance cults. So it's, like a, it's like a space Lovecraft. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, time space Lovecraft. Time, space, yeah. Lovecraft. Time, time space okay. Lovecraft. Lovecraft, maybe maybe okay. other world Lovecraft, uh, but then it, the sequel, the Ice House. Uh, again, it's it's really difficult to talk about without giving too much away. But hey, man, that's cool. Though. Um, there's there basically it kind of follows the main character. It picks up on the main character. We're going deeper into Lovecraftian space time. The, the, yeah, yeah. Because, but maybe and, also deeper into ourselves. It's it's a little Lovecraftian, but mm-hmm. I think the, the, the general feeling is a little more, it feels actually a little more when Stephen King goes otherworldly. Yeah. Uh, a little uh, kind of Dark Towers-y, mm-hmm. um, but in a slightly more well-written literarily way. Like the the, the, the author, Tim Clary, he very much likes his words. He likes his sentences, so the sentence structure is, is very lovely. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of prettier writing than what Stephen King does. Yeah. Um, but but foundationally, there is that kind of kind of different world, uh, other worlds than these sort of sci-fi vibe to it. Uh, but it follows the heroine who was um, thirteen at the during the first book today when she or in 2014 it picks up it picks up and so she's in her 80s at that point and then a few other characters from mm-hmm. these these different worlds and kind of kind of what's it's a great read it's a, it's it's, a, it's really fun it's a ripping yarn it's kind of yeah. an exciting adventure story and i know you can get it i know you can get the first one on uh, on kindle i think they're they're both um, published overseas i'm not sure if they're published over here uh, but if you look up yeah, the yeah, honors with a U, and then the Ice House is the name of the second one by Tim Clare. Uh, check them out; they're good books, and uh, you'll be supporting an author who is uh, British. You know, British, and we like them. Yeah, yeah. There's some of them are our listeners. If you're a writer as well, he also does a, uh, a series of online podcasts called Death uh, by a, Death by a Thousand Cuts, uh, which is very much well worth listening to. Um, he interviews other writers and he does first page analyses for people and kind of gives editing and rewriting notes, sometimes very scathing in a sort of psychal kind of way. Yeah. Uh, we and should then try it, to do a crossover with his podcast, like we're doing a crossover soon 
with that uh, Liz and Alyssa make stuff, do make stuff. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. should. Yeah, we should definitely, definitely do something at some point. That's but coming. We'll have him on the podcast. We'll yeah. try to get him on the podcast uh, from overseas. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that's that's my uh, that's what I've been reading lately. Um, I also read "Unfuck Your Brain" a little while ago. That was good. Yeah. I can't remember the name is of the lady. That erotica. It? It, it is. Yeah. It's 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 heavy. It's 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 heavy porn. But okay. uh, no, it's self help. Uh, okay. By a therapist who really loves swearing. Like that's sort of her jam. Is like mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you to fucking uh, unfuck your brain, fucker. And I think mm-hmm. she she leans on the side of it a little too much it's like somebody who who you know is wanting you to know how cool they are by how much they swear and it's like you we, we get it you're, you're cool in your like own maybe, right like maybe sometimes she's putting them in to do it as opposed to just that like a natural like, like a 20 year old editor told her you know this, this is more great fucks. this needs more fucks you yeah. gotta have more fucks so there are a few more fucks than i think that, that she means for there to be but yeah i again that's me analyzing the analyst and is that mm-hmm. healthy i don't know apparently not that's what my therapist told me but kind of gets uh, a little bit like some of those michael bay transformers movies where sometimes it's like this is a lot of cgi robot and quick cut shaky cam it's like after a while it starts to blur over and some sometimes a whole lot of fucks same thing as robot fight yes mm-hmm. yes precisely so those precisely. are in the, that that venn diagram is a circle yeah and and ultimately like a lot of what she's saying is for anyone who's done sort of uh anyone who's done a little cognitive behavioral therapy mm-hmm. Um, or DBT, it's it's not going to be anything necessarily new, uh, but it's presented and easy to understand. It's a, it's a very good guide to trauma and how trauma affects the brain, mm-hmm. um, not just at the time of trauma, but for years and years afterwards, um, and and what you can do, steps you can take, practical steps, which mm-hmm. are as simple and as complicated as breathing, setting yourself in the present, being in the moment. Uh, you know, some people do the tapping on the chest. That's like a thing now. You tap on your chest a I've little seen bit. That, yeah. Kind of calm yourself down. It's actually, have you tried it? If you ever get, if you're uh, a little, little bit, anxious, I have, yeah. yeah tap, tap your chest a little bit. Unless you're anxious about your having a heart attack, then don't tap on your chest because that, trust me, I've done that and it's just makes you even more anxious. You know, uh, just hold, do something else then. Just work on the breathing. Yeah. Don't tap on the chest. You like play darts. Cause you're like, I'm tapping on my dying chest. Yeah. Yeah. It's playing darts help. May, yeah, you're sometimes, breathing, you're breathing. sometimes. Like you can't tap your chest, play some darts. Yeah, get there, a dartboard. The best time I ever played darts was at Polly's bachelor party, mm. and it was during my cocaine summer. I was so <laughs> high and boozed up that I threw the dart, and it stayed in place. But I flew backwards with equal and <laughs> as, as if you'd been force. shot in an action movie. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like it literally was like a, a comic. <laughs> and they picked me up, and they're and I'm like, did I did I win? And they're like, you won. And I didn't win. I didn't actually even throw the dart. The dart just kind of dropped, like, uh-huh. like you know, fucking Wiley Coyotes run in place for a little while. And I flew backwards. It was delightful. That's both a tragedy and 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 a draw and a and a. a wait, what did I say? A tragedy. That's both a tragedy and a <laughs> and a triumph. And a, okay, it yeah. almost you were saying that it was going to be a tragedy and a drama, and it was and yeah. that was going to be which no, that doesn't make any sense. I got lost halfway through trying to say I was I was so moved 
I was so moved by your story. All right, I've, I've talked too much. You 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 give a recommendation now. Um, you know, there's a couple like there's been a lot of good uh, comic book reading going on, which I, I think I've talked about before. Check out the Chop Shop podcast if you want to hear about comics. Yeah, we still got to get those Chop Shop guys. I know. Here. We keep trying to get make the schedule work, but uh, there's these two comics that I've read lately. One is um, I really liked uh, Kelly Thompson took over writing uh, Jessica Jones when Brian Michael Bendis, who created the character and wrote it forever, uh, moved over to DC. But uh, And she's been doing it where it's like it comes out monthly online, but then they do a paper, you know, a, an actual trade collection once she finishes an arc. And so I picked up the two trades. And they're really good. And nice. they really feel... Real uh, true to the character. She's got a real good ear for picking up the way that Bendis like writes dialogue or puts things together. Because I read some of her other stuff, I like her a lot. And but she's doing a good like. I'm doing a Bendis thing, but I'm also putting my own slant on it. Like like the thing she's doing with the character. She's kind of introduced this little kind of detective vision thing where whenever a major character kind of pops in or she goes into a certain situation, just kind of Sherlock Holmesing a little like details. But usually right. half of them are jokes. Nice, um, nice. Just some good bits. If uh, even if you haven't read a lot of comics, if you've watched that show on Netflix, I recommend maybe giving it a look because it's different in the comics, but it's not that different. Like, and especially in those collections, I'd feel like the two things you'd really need to know. Uh, like, she's best friends with Captain Marvel in the comics, and she's married to Luke Cage, and they have a young daughter. All right. Like, if you know that from having watched the show, you, you could pick up what's going on in the comics just fine. Nice. Because it's, it's certain things. Purple, there's some Purple Man stuff. You know. It's good. Check it out. And then this other one called Die that Kieran Gillen wrote, and it's a real, if you've ever played, especially Dungeons & Dragons or any kind of RPG kind of game, it's kind of his, like, love letter to that. And it starts, there's, like, six, like, teenage kids in England are, like, mm. one of them's birthday. So this one, like, invented a role-playing game for them to play. And they kind of pick a character they want to be, and he creates this thing around it. Then they disappear for, like, a couple years or something. And when they come back, one of them's missing, and one of them's missing an arm, and they aren't able to talk about what happened. <laughs> and, and it's basically, uh, they get sucked into a fantasy world that you find out because then by the end of the first episode they get sucked back in to this fantasy world and it's gotten even crazier. It's a hell of a great, like, fantasy kind of book. It's a little... Oh, it's a little, there's a little sci-fi. There's a little, like, uh, the way some of the power things work. There's kind of the, a little steampunky stuff to it. There's... But there's some real good, just emotional fucking character stuff going on, too, yeah. with these people. Especially from the... Them going... It, it'd be like if all the fucking kids from the Narnia books all of a sudden in their, like, early 40s went back to Narnia. After right. after having fairly shitty lives. <laughs> it's, nice, nice. It's pretty good. Shitty Narnia. Uh, it's called Die. Uh, the first five issues are collected in a book and a trade that's coming out. Like in the middle of June, okay. and then they're starting back up. I think with new issues in July. I want to say, but it is worth your time. Also, because the end of every issue is like an essay about role playing games that the writer 
kind of writes. He's writing. It's like he's doing a journal nice. about role playing games. I think he's actually making a role playing game based on the world of the comic book. That's that's hilarious. He's doing a lot of stuff, and each one of those is re- real interesting read too. But yeah, check it check it the fuck out. All right. Well, uh, if you're Google, um, it's it's time to show up with the incontinence pads because our time here is done, mm-hmm. and uh, we need a robot. You need a rope. Do you want to sing the 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 holding out for a hero, but instead of hero? It's How a did robot. you know that was? I was you, about to sing that? that. I'm holding out for a robot. Oh my god, that was yeah. the worst singing I've ever was, done. I'm was. holding out for a robot that with some pads. He's gotta be metal. He's gotta be nice, and he's gotta have incontinence pads. I'm holding out for a robot. <laughs> I don't know. Double deuce. <laughs> Double deuce. Uh, we out. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at Double Deuce Pod or Facebook Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe, and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do, and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. <laughs> <laughs>